Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planners Financial Services member FINRA SIPC, guides clients with empathy in discovering and reaching their financial goals, and creates financial plans for clients so they can live their life by design. In these episodes, he relates his expert financial insights and discusses timely topics. Royal strives for excellence and has a passion for sharing his knowledge and supporting his community. Now, on to the show. Hey, Royal. How you been? I'm good. How are you doing, Eric? I'm fantastic. I'm so excited to get into today's podcast, but you are in a highly regulated industry. Yes, I am. And because of that, sometimes we have a disclosure that needs to be read. So let's do it. All right. Here's the disclosure for today. Discussions in this show are for educational purposes only. Information presented should not be considered specific investment advice or a recommendation to take any particular course of action. Always consult with a financial professional regarding your personal situation before making any financial decisions. The views and opinions expressed are based on current economic and market conditions and are subject to change. All investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory service offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors and United Planners are independent companies, and neither Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors nor United Planners offers tax or legal advice. Okay, now that we've taken our medicine, can we get on with the show? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Royal, what's going on? Nothing much. Getting ready for the uh, holiday season and the new year. Ah, Royal, it's my favorite season. Is it? Not winter and not, not Christmas or Thanksgiving. Soup season. College football playoffs? Oh, no, not even that. Soup season. It is soup season. Full swing. <laughs> I made a spicy fajita soup the other day. Then mm. steak fajita soup. Uh, yeah, it's. I had it for breakfast. Very nice. Very nice. That's so what is your go-to soup? Uh, that's one of my favorites right there. The other one that I have not made yet is I do uh, steak and potato with smoked Gouda. Yeah. Oh, it just, I mean, the, the, the taste combination there is just amazing. Fattening, but I love it. Yeah. Right. That's I mean, why it's so good. Yeah. And wintertime, we should have a little bit of blubber, right? I mean, just a little, you know, whatever, just to keep us warmer. That's my theory, exactly. at least. Exactly. As, yeah. as snow starts to rack up on the mountains, you know, exactly. just, just a little bit of insulation. The mountains, you know, where, mountains of Nebraska. Yes. Where do you find, I think, the two most divisive soups in my mind? French onion, clam chowder. Why do you say that? Clam chowder, I, I think, just gets a bad rap. Really? I love it. It's one of my favorites. Really? Okay. I've okay. never made it because I'm scared of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But when you have good clam chowder, oh, but I'm a seafood guy. So there's that French onion I could do without. Yeah. I, I French onion, just not, not a fan, not a yeah. fan. It's too, too much going on. <laughs> I think there's only two ingredients, but either way. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, we didn't come here to talk about soup though. Royal. Right. I mean, we're talking about something else today. I mean, I that's love right. soup. We could talk all day, but that's right. We're talking about throwing darts today. Oh, all right. Just blindfolded, blindfolded, throwing darts. You know, now, lawn darts, we... because when we were kids, lawn darts were a whole different animal. They are. They are. They now they're much safer. <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking in the 60s. <laughs> we weren't thinking a whole lot. <laughs> All right. So throwing darts blindfolded. What led to this podcast, Royal? 
Well, you know, it's the end of 2022. I thought we might just recap what a crazy, crazy year this has been. Yeah. And then also start looking into the future. We can break out our crystal crystal ball and start making some predictions about what may happen uh, once we cross over into the new year. And uh, the other part of this is, you know, I have clients asking me, you know, what's going to happen next year? What, what are you looking out for? And, and I thought it'd be just great to kind of share that here on the podcast and talk about where we see the country going, where we see the markets going. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you right now, we are going to be way off on a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, it's, we do the best we can with the information we're given, but yeah, we know things can change at the blink of an eye, period. Yep. Yep. And we, and we know that things change very quickly. Yeah. You know, this time last, uh, last year, December, 2021, the war in Ukraine was really not on anyone's radars. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was a little bit of talk, but, but really nothing, you know, go back to 2019, December, 2019, mm-hmm. there was one news story about somebody getting sick in China and look what happened then. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we want to be really careful that, you know, take all of this with a grain of salt. But, uh, you know, 2022, what a fascinating year. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, the, kind of the not the end of COVID by any means. And now there's flare ups now that we're hearing about. But it, it was almost like we felt like we were getting back to normal. At least I felt that way at the beginning of 2022. I'm like, OK, I think we may be through this. Right. Right. And, and it's it's still hanging out there. But I think a lot yeah. of people have. Uh, come to accept the risks. Yes. You know, you, you've, you've made that personal decision of, do I get vaccinated or not? And then you go out and you just try to do your best. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people are. You know, I've, I've, I've talked to people who have gone on cruises and God bless them. Good for them. Probably still a little ways out before I want to get on a boat with a yeah. thousand other people. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that, but that, that's a little risky to me. I'm, I'm yeah. not, I'm not at that spot yet. Beach in Mexico. Fine. Absolutely. Fine. Absolutely. I can get away from people. I can get in the water. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. on a cruise. You're stuck. <laughs> you are stuck. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, um, you know, the end of COVID, I think, was, was what a lot of people were looking forward to in 2022. Um, but then we just got hit by story after story this year that uh, I think really took the wind out of our sails. I think, you know, the biggest story I've, I've been talking to people about this year has been what's been going on with inflation, seeing those mm-hmm. insane inflation numbers that were coming out earlier this year. And then the Fed's a very aggressive response by raising interest rates um, faster than I think they ever have in the past to combat inflation has really been, I think, the story of the year, how that has affected all the other parts of the economy, the increase in interest rates on mortgages, the changeover we saw very early on in the year where as we started to, to anticipate higher interest rates, we saw gross stocks that rely on cheap cash just plummet and fall. Mm-hmm. You know, you had uh, Netflix drop almost, I think, 75% earlier this year in value. Um, so that that changeover from what had been working very well over the last 10 years, which was, you know, the big fang stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, that re- that changeover there. Uh, had a major effect on people's portfolios. The other thing we just mentioned, you know, the war in Ukraine and how that kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, and all the knock-along effects, effects there of what happens when oil gets up to $125 a barrel. Yeah. And how is that going to be affected? 
Uh, and then you have just continued to see unrest uh, around the world, um, you know, with uh, the uh, zero COVID policy in China and the demonstrations we're starting to see there, the demonstrations we're starting to see in Iran. And then I think the ongoing discussion about, you know, what what is America? <laughs> what should it look like? And I think some of the the arguments that that we had and and I got to say, I, I was very thankful getting through the November elections without too much drama, too much chaos there in those elections. Because after 2020, you know, I think we all had a little little pit in our stomach of how's the next one going to go? Yeah. So we'll see what um, 2023 brings with that. Uh, you know, the, the other big story, I think, in my mind is the hubris of billionaires between what's happened with Elon <laughs> Musk and buying Twitter. Yeah. And what seems to be him just lighting $44 billion on fire. And then also, um, and this, this story probably doesn't affect, you know, kind of mom and pop investor as much, but what happened with F, uh, FTX, the uh, crypto exchange mm -hmm. and, uh, their, uh, their CEO, who was the youngest billionaire last year, uh, under 30, who apparently allegedly might have defrauded billions of dollars out of customer accounts and what does that do for that that space which has been you know i think on a lot of people's minds okay well what what does this really mean uh that really knocked the sales out of crypto there as well so and then finally i think the big story is what the heck is going on with tom brady what <laughs> you know as a as a as a tampa bay buccaneers fan okay you know one last ride with with uh, tom terrific and, you know, he gets a divorce. He, he's going back and forth. He's taking time off from the team. He just he just looks washed up. And, and I, I think that's really where we should spend the rest of the podcast is debating Tom Brady and what in the world is going on with his performance on the box. <laughs> well, then you're going to have to carry the rest of this podcast because I have no idea what's up with Tom. Uh, Tom, uh, if you're listening, dude, uh, like email in or call Royal and, and just let him know what's going on. He's working. Yeah. Yeah, frankly, I am. I am. I, I care about him and his ability to complete a pass. <laughs> so, so speaking of your, your, your CEO, he was slated to talk at, a, at an event, right? Uh, and, just and he did. And he did. And I just, I just heard that in the news this morning. I'm like, against what every lawyer in the country is telling him, all of his mm -hmm. lawyers that he's paid money to, who tell him, shut up, don't, yep. don't speak, please, for the love of God, don't speak. He's, he's talking. He's like, eh. I don't care what they say. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to talk. And I don't know if to applaud him or think you are also lighting billions of dollars on fire. I'm not sure. What yeah. Range. I mean, I, that, that was a, a fascinating interview that yeah. he, he, he didn't, he, you know, he, he, he said it, it just, it just got away from him, you know, yeah. as, as these things do, you know, <laughs> like riding a horse. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah there it goes. Yeah. But I, I'm sure he will have a very, very interesting 2023. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Once he leaves the Bahamas and goes to a, a country with extradition laws, exactly, I'm sure he'll right. be picked up. That's it. That's it. Um, so beyond uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, uh, who will be having a very interesting 2023, let's jump into what we're looking at for 2023. All right. Now, now do you have anything that you want to start with there, Eric? Soup. I want to start 2023 off with some good soup, Royal. <laughs> Other than that, I have no plans because 
like you said, I'm just looking back at 2020 and the roller coaster ride of everything that happened and everything that's going on. I, I think of housing specifically just because that affected me personally, selling a house, moving into another, seeing the absolute storm um, in a positive way, it was for the first three months. And then last report I heard just, I think last week, housing's down 30%. It's crazy to me. And then, you know, all the other markets, everything else. So I, I have no idea besides building a bunker and hiding for 2023, which is not a positive idea in my mind. Um, I, I have no plans or, or ideas of what's coming. So please enlighten me. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Well, I think that's a, that's a good place to start there is uh, with interest rates, uh, because that's going to be, I think, the ongoing story there mm-hmm. going into 2023. Um, we are starting to see the effects of those interest rate increases that the feds have done. And we're starting to see some of those inflation numbers come down. And I think that's the, the biggest positive we can have. And I think why we're starting to see the markets rally going into the end of the year is if we can have the, maybe some flattening out of that yield curve that we're seeing, uh, if we can start to have some expectations of where interest rates are going to maybe top out, uh, those are going to be good things there. So the more we see that inflation number come down, the better off we will all be. Yeah. Because also nobody wants to live in a in a world with seven, eight, nine percent inflation. That is so destructive to people's pocketbooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, we we had Jerome Powell come out yesterday. You know, this podcast will come out in about a week or so, but uh, he came out yesterday and said, hey, we, we might be starting to take our foot off of the accelerator on interest rate increases here in December. So we'll see what that looks like uh, towards the end of this month, if if there is another major increase. And then really, as they set expectations for what they're seeing in 2023, those are that's really going to kind of, I think, set up the market for some recovery there. Um, the biggest question in my mind though is, is it too late now with interest rates, uh, you know, on the 10 year treasury up above 4% right now, is it too late to avoid that recession that yeah. higher interest rates could cause? And that we will just have to kind of wait and see on. We still have a very strong employment um, uh, number, which is excellent. You know, we want people to have jobs. We don't want people to lose their jobs, um, but we, we need a little bit more slack in that. Uh, before I think we would even get to a recession. So uh, if we can kind of keep the good things going and bring down those negative uh, high inflation numbers, that would be lovely. You know, no one wants to go through a recession. Yeah. And if we do, we want it to be as as mild as possible. And quick. That'd be yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing, what happens with housing? You mentioned that 30% number, you know, talking about kind of those regionalized uh, housing numbers. Um you know, we do think we're going to see some pullback in housing prices next year. Um, you know, I think a lot of the, those big numbers that we've seen this year have been in, in kind of coastal cities, especially on the West Coast, that really got overinflated with the low, low interest rates and mm-hmm. and the amount of demand there. So we'll we'll see what happens with those housing numbers. Um, we aren't expecting another 2008. Um, the biggest reason why is no one's using, for the most part, adjustable rate mortgages like they were in 2006, seven, and eight. Yep. So you don't have that reset that higher rates can can hit you with. Um, most people, 
that I'm counseling people, if you refinanced in the last two, three years and you have a 3% interest rate, look at that almost as an asset. Yes. Because at this point, you're, you're basically paying pretty close to zero to borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, tied to your home. So that's uh, that's something that you want to be really careful with when, when you talk about refinancing and uh, pulling money out of your home. So the other big question with the higher interest rates is what happens with the bond market? Bonds have been absolutely destroyed this year, kind of across the board. You know, um, earlier this year, before we started to have that little bit of rally in, in interest rates, we were seeing a lot of bond mutual funds and bond indexes down 18, 19% for the year. Mm. And that's, that's people's safe money, or at least they th- thought it was safe money. But when something drops almost as much as what the stock market does, that's hard to swallow. Yeah. So we, we still believe in, in some allocation to bonds, um, not necessarily get rid of everything, but we're definitely looking at uh, what do these higher interest rates mean for all of those bonds that were issued uh, and that people are sitting on at very low interest rates. Because that that price destruction as interest rates rise, uh, that's probably going to be with us for a while because I don't think we're going back to where we were for the past two, three years where you could get a mortgage for two and a half percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a good point. And I, out of curiosity, what are you suggesting to those clients that are thinking of buying now? And maybe if they're not you know, if they're not in cash and able to purchase property with cash and they're looking at these rates, what are your thoughts? So I think really for, unless you have to buy something right now, I'd probably say just hold off for uh, a little while. Let's see what happens as we get through winter and see if we have that pullback in prices uh, and how much that will be. Um, Personally, for a lot of folks, I would say, if you do need to buy, just know that you will probably get a chance to refinance possibly in the next couple of years at a lower interest rate. Because if we do start to have a recession, we do start to have weakness in the economy, uh, all paired with that lower inflation number, we'll probably see the feds give us some relief there from the, uh, the highs that they pushed the interest rates up to. So, Got it. um, you know, and I think that's, that was really the environment that, you know, our, our parents were in, in the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got a mortgage at 18% and we're just going to try to refinance every few years as interest rates come back down. Hopefully we won't see 18% interest rates on our home. Yeah. But I mean, you know, looking at kind of the numbers there, if you can save 1% on your, your, on your mortgage, that that's a big deal. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. So, so, you know, kind of being patient on buying something if you can, uh, and then just being very aware that you, you're not going to hold one of some of these mortgages for 30 years. You're probably going to look for opportunities to refinance. Yeah. Yep. As interest rates kind of normalizing, maybe come down a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is, is what happens with the markets. We're, we're starting to see the big banks come out with their estimates of where the markets will end up in 2023. I don't think anybody's really come out with a lot of good news. A lot of it is, hey, we're going to have a have a rough and bumpy 2023. Um, uh, the 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 estimates I enjoyed the best are those that say, hey, we think the market is going to be where it's at right now at the end of 2023. You know, S&P around 4,000. It'll be around 4,000 at the end of 2023. Wouldn't that be nice if we could just do that without the volatility we'll experience in between. <laughs> yeah, right. 
you know, if only these markets just moved in a straight line and, and that's how it was. Uh, but we probably will see a lot of volatility. We probably will retest some of these lows um, at some point next year. So, you know, we're, we're still being cautious there. Uh, for those who are buying into the markets, those with a 401k, really encouraging people, you know, dollar cost averaging works over the long run. You don't want to wait for the markets to recover to start investing again. You actually want that volatility. So uh, for most people, keep saving in your 401k. Uh, don't worry about these you know, ups and downs unless you're you know, getting really close to retirement. Um, you know, talk with your advisor about what what's makes the most sense. But dollar cost averaging, these are the times you want to be dollar cost averaging as we have periods of volatility like this. So... That's kind of what we're looking at for inflation, kind of negatives, the unknowns. The positives, though, is we are going to have the biggest cost of living increase in Social Security I think we've ever had. Yep. You know, we're, we're talking about, um, you know, a, a very good increase to Social Security. That's, that's a positive for a lot of retirees who are just trying to get by. My mom and dad are very excited, Royal. I'll be... <laughs> We were just talking about it yesterday and he's like, yeah, this is going to be a nice raise. I'm like, sweet pop. That's great. And did you discuss what types of soups you would uh, spend that raise on? Uh, yeah. I deliver him soup because he likes to taste the, you know, the, the different ones that I'm like, my mom doesn't like anything spicy. So I got to figure out a soup mm. that I can make for her. I think it's going to be a broccoli cheddar. However, yes, I love taking him soup. <laughs> good. Good. Excellent. So the, the other thing that's happening is um, our, our tax brackets. So the federal tax brackets are tied to inflation. So we're seeing a, a, about a, a six or seven percent increase in the tax brackets. So that you know, probably the tax bracket we look at the most there for most of our retired clients is you know that big jump between twelve percent and twenty two percent. And so right now for a married couple, uh, that twelve percent tax bracket will jump up to uh, about eighty nine thousand dollars. Meaning that if you're under $89,000, you're paying a 12% uh, tax to the feds. Uh, and that's where we do try to do a lot of planning because that jump between 12 and 22 is kind of the biggest one on the schedule there. So we try to build a lot of our planning around keeping people in that 12% tax bracket once they are retired, if possible. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, you know, the other thing I'm talking to folks about, especially if we think that interest rates might peak here in 2023 and then come back down. Uh, some is looking at locking in higher yields using things like uh, CDs, using things like fixed annuities, that ability to kind of lock in a good solid rate. You know, right now we're seeing uh, CDs in the uh, around 4% right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and then some fixed annuities, you know, paying a uh, little north of 5%. Um, it's not a bad strategy to just lock that in for a longer period of time. Um and just, just not really worry about that money if, you know, you want to have that safety and you want to have that uh, security of knowing, hey, I know exactly what I'm going to get and I don't have any interest rate risk. I don't have any risk of losing principal like you would with a bond if interest rates keep going up. Mm -hmm. So um, from the inflation standpoint, I think it's wait and see. Just so many factors go into that, but uh Start starting to see those numbers come down, I think is a big positive. The markets have responded really nicely to that. And for the most part, I think everyone 
just wants lower inflation. Yeah. We don't want to be paying $12, $12 for a dozen eggs. Exactly. You know, no, nobody wants that. No. And those, those, those prices don't adjust back down when inflation goes down. We're, we're going to be stuck with those. Exactly. Right. I mean, nobody's like, oh, let's go, let's, let's go ahead and lower all our prices because we don't want to make money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, the other stories we're watching, you know, what happens with Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to be a brutal winter over there. Um, the question really becomes how long can Ukraine keep getting support from the West and yeah. what is Russia's appetite for continuing this, this slog there that they're in right now as mm-hmm. you know, they get more and more bad news about this conflict. So the other important thing is what happens with China and Taiwan. You know, we had a little bit of saber rattling about that with, uh, Biden and Xi Jinping's, uh, recent meeting. Um, you know, I think everybody doesn't want that to become another Ukraine because that's mm-hmm. a, uh, that's an ugly one. So the, the other thing we're seeing is, uh, code COVID policies in China. Uh, they have been really draconian about how they're trying to deal with COVID. Yeah. Lots of lockdowns, um, lots of excessive lockdowns. Yeah. Physical uh, lockdowns. Yeah. yeah bolting yeah. their doors shut kind of lockdown. Right, right. We we thought it was bad when you know the hostess at the restaurant would ask us to wear a mask. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, China a little bit different story there. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see what happens there, and what that does to supply chains if that helps improve kind of the flow of goods out of China, and then and then finally American politics. You know that that wonderful place that, that we live in. <laughs> You know, we have, we have a divided Congress now, which mm-hmm. will probably mean that we're not going to have any sweeping legislation. So I think it'll be interesting to see kind of where more, more of the centrists in both parties can come together and maybe pass some legislation that would make sense for the country and kind of work on the things that they can agree on uh, and work through some of these, these issues that we definitely have coming up. And then somehow, I, I don't know how, we've already started the 2024 campaign for president. Yeah, we, we've already had Trump come out and announce that he's running. We had Kanye announce that he's running. So hopefully, and we also had Kanye ask Trump to be his vice president. So things are looking up. Things are looking up. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a flip of a coin for me right there. Roy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those are your two choices right now. Hopefully more people step forward. Uh, and then the yeah. big question is, what does Biden do? He, he just turned mm-hmm. 80 years old. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens there and, and what the new leadership looks like in uh, in both parties, I think, because we're yeah. we're starting to get a little little long in the tooth with uh, the leaders of both parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of what we're seeing for 2023. We're excited about a new year. Um, you know, 2022 was a roller coaster. So maybe a little bit of smooth sailing would be nice. But uh we're really looking forward to 2024 for that. So let's, let's break this down. I mean, you, you, you've spoken about a lot of things, possibilities, a lot of unknowns. What are you doing specifically to help your clients? So this is how we help our clients. Number one, everything we do comes back to our financial plans for our clients. Mm-hmm. So reviewing and updating those financial plans is the most essential thing that we do to provide I think, peace of mind to our clients. Just being able to sit down and say, here's where we're at. Here's one or two possibilities where we think we're going. What does that look like? 
Um, so really sitting down and stress testing plans for higher inflation rates. What does that look like? Yeah. Uh, we've used a 4% inflation rate for the last um, 15 years planning for retirement. Um, you know, we know that this is probably more of a one-year spike, but we can look at that and say, well, what if it runs higher than that? What if investment returns are lower? Um, you know, met with a client yesterday where we just, he just wanted to kind of get some reassurances there and say, okay, worst case scenario, what does it look like? What if I don't get mm-hmm. much returns over inflation? What happens then? And I think just being able to address that and say, we've done the financial plan. You're fine for the next few years, and we're going to keep updating the financial plan. So if there is a change that needs to be made, we're doing it well before we're in a crisis period of time. Yeah. And I think that helps put people's mind at ease that, hey, you're okay now, and we're going to look at this again in a year or two and retest this. And if a Mm -hmm. change needs to be made, we're going to tell you and be upfront about that. Yeah. You know, the other thing we do is, is reviewing investment strategies. We're always looking at the way uh, the recommendations that we make are working, uh, how they're holding up based on what's going on in the economy and the markets. Um, and the big one right now is understanding the risks in your bond portfolio. And what what can you do to, um, you know, manage through that period of time? You mm-hmm. know, are, are you getting the best managers you can? Uh, are there other products out there that can help uh, lower that risk? And then finally, when we have a recession, there's giant opportunities that can, can arise if you're at the right place at the right time. And usually if you have some capital in the bank to take advantage of those, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we saw that kind of throughout the 2008, 2009 crisis of folks who were able to buy homes at very low prices because they were willing to step in and take that risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we're, we're counseling our, our clients about that of saying, okay, well, what, what opportunities do we think? might be on the horizon. And then finally, acting as a sounding board. We have clients just call in and say, hey, is everything okay? Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I'm worried about this. What are you, what are you hearing about this? Um, You know, I, I had a client call, call in and say, hey, tell me about this, this thing where we're going to just run out of diesel fuel. And I was like, okay, let's, let's talk through this. What, what, what does this actually mean? What happens? Are we really just not going to have diesel anymore? Or is it just going to be that prices go up for a period of time mm-hmm. as there's shortages? So acting as a sounding board and kind of stepping away from what can be a horrible news cycle where everything's bad and everything's going wrong in the world yeah, is, is a real benefit for our clients just to get, just to get a different perspective on things. We're looking at these things all the time. And we've been through this enough where we know kind of where the big things are and what are the things that probably won't come to fruition. Yeah. Well, I, I think you missed something on your list, Royal, honestly. Is it soup? <laughs> Always comes back to soup. Uh, no, uh, you're proactive. Uh, the other thing that you're doing to help your clients and our listeners is this podcast. You are proactive in making sure that you are 
from a guy who has experienced it before, and I've heard a lot of people's same experience, they've worked with an advisor early on that maybe they just hid under their desk when times got tough. Um, and we had to reach out to figure out what was going on. You're on the front line saying, you know what, here's what's going on. Let me tell you before you get it from some, you know, media outlet that is looking to sell you on something. Let's just talk about the facts. And I love the fact that you're feeling some phone calls that people are hearing things in that media, the diesel shortage or running out of diesel. Um, we heard so many people ringing the alarm on that one. Okay, what does that really look like? And I love the fact that you're there and open about it um, to have the conversation. But more importantly, you're proactive about these things and putting out podcasts and educational material all the time. So that, that's what I would add to your list. Perfect. Perfect. I'm glad that's it wasn't super related. Okay. <laughs> Next time it will be. How about that? All right. <laughs> love it. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Anything else? Any closing thoughts for today's podcast? Um, really, the closing thought I would say is if you have questions, you have concerns, just get, get, give me a call and give our, give our office a call. Um, you know, we're, we're happy to sit down and, and walk through those concerns and walk through that financial planning to really give you some peace of mind and some direction on how best to handle your finances so you get through these periods of time uh, and, and hopefully give you the information that you need to give to make the best decisions that you can. Yeah, absolutely. How do they reach you? You can visit our website at opfa.com or give our office a call at 541-772-1116. All right, Royal, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for being proactive and, and helping me learn along with the audience. I appreciate it. My pleasure. You bet. And our last thank you, of course, goes to the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.